Welcome everyone to episode 3 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux along with Next Gen Player. This week we're giving you a very special episode devoted entirely to our spoiler free impressions of The Last of Us Part 2 on PS4. We were lucky enough to receive advanced copies of the game from Sony Interactive Entertainment Canada for review purposes. We spent the majority of the last week playing through the game and we've got lots to say. Sit back, relax, and let's enjoy this dystopian adventure together. First off, initial thoughts going into the game. Personally, I avoided every single trailer, but again, I avoided all the leaks the best that I could. I, I played the first game multiple times, so I was very familiar with all the characters, ready to play, ready to go, and you know, finish off this epic story. And epic it was, Paul. What were your thoughts going into The Last of Us Part Two? I mean, people probably know this from my, my Twitter and games I've reviewed in the past, but man, I'm such a big Naughty Dog fan. I mean, I've been playing their games since the beginning, and The Last of Us Part II um, is my favorite game of all time. I've said that multiple times before on Twitter, and it's just, I mean, I, I played the game, the original game last summer, just to refresh my memory. I've been uh, following the trailers um, since the beginning, so I mean, I've waited seven long years. It's been a, a long wait, but... Uh, when someone said that to me, too, the first time, said, oh, so seven years, it's finally here. I was like, seven years? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, holy cow. It. I will say this, it's worth the wait. I think that's all I can say, really, at this point. Like, we'll go a little deeper. But in terms of the leaks, Paul, did you have anything spoiled for you before going... Like, again, no spoilers, anybody. But did you have things spoiled for you going into the experience? Fortunately, yes. I got very, very mildly spoiled. I didn't look at any of the footage. I didn't watch any of the gameplay. Um, I tried to avoid it as much as I possibly could. You know, people obviously were, 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 you know, telling me and DMing me a few things. So I sort of knew a little bit about the leaks. But the one thing that I have to say is that, so from what I heard before going into the game, um, compared to what I know now that I played the game, anybody who thinks that these leaks tell the story and are going to ruin the story for you, I got to say that's not going to happen. I, I have to echo that sentiment. Do not pay attention to the leaks. If you think you know the story based on them, you don't. I personally didn't go actively seeking the leaks and I was lucky enough just to not have anything spoiled for me. But yeah, like as soon as I hit, as soon as the end credits rolled for me, I went back and I looked at the leaks to see what was out there. And it's kind of laughable. Like I'm not going to confirm or deny uh, anything around what's out there but if you don't play this game because of a few leaks you are robbing yourself of probably one of the best games you are going to play in the next 10 years or more i'll say that i don't know what do you well, think Paul? well the other thing too is that and we'll get into this a little bit later in in the in our review here but my thoughts on the characters from the beginning to the end is like night and day right there was characters that i loved that I ended up thinking, do I like? Do I know these characters? Do I really? Do I still identify with these characters? Like, I, I started to question how I felt towards characters. And then there was a bunch of new characters that get introduced that I initially had thoughts. Some I liked, some I didn't like when I first met them. But over the course of the adventure, my thoughts and feelings towards all these characters changed significantly. So even if you've seen a small portion of the game, how 
like layered and how much detail there is in this narrative. It's it's truly mind boggling and mind blowing. And so absolutely like no matter if you've seen, you know, Sony's official trailers, if you've seen any leaks, if you've seen people talking on Twitter, you are not prepared and you're not ready for this game. Like you need to play the game. No, and it's so it's so true because I found that Naughty Dog and Sony a lot of running up to the game's release like we're having everything is very focused on the brutal nature of combat and the world but i do find a resonating theme throughout the last of us part two was this this idea of finding the light and the darkness and as as dark as the trailers are and as brutal as the combat gets there's still flashes with certain characters where you're just like okay there's still there's still good in this world um, but that's that's one of the big things that that I always I, that I kept pulling out of this when it was dealing with certain characters. And again, we can't get into specifics here. We don't want to spoil anything. But you have to play this game. You you can't let the leaks spoil it for you. Anything out there that captivates people, it's something. If a form of entertainment has a good story at its core, it's something that's gonna it's gonna pull you in. And The Last of Us Part Two has pulled me in more than any movie, novel, or other video game I've seen, played, or read, um, I would have to say in the last 10 to 15 years. Like, I can't believe the quality of the storytelling. It gets told from so many different unexpected ways and angles that you are just left by the end of it feeling like you yourself have gone on an, an unbelievable, you know, brutal it's absolutely brutal journey with just so many highs and lows. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's unlike anything I've, I've experienced. I I think something like this, although it's brutal in its nature and it's kind of, it's, it's very gory. It's obviously M for (laughs) For mature and it earns that rating, ladies and gentlemen, without a doubt. You know, the first thing that we want to talk about really was the narrative. I think we've already been uh, sort of diving deep into the narrative already. So, uh, so let's continue with that conversation. But, um, the one thing that really blows me away about The Last of Us Part Two is that I thought it was going to give me a similar type story to the first one. And just in terms of the way that I was feeling about the game and feeling about the characters, right? The first one, you know, it's really about world building and and character growth, right? Like the fir- in the first game, you, you see Ellie, a young teen in the, in, in the first one, but um, but like her growth from being this scared child to being this, you know, violent murderer at the end of the first game. Like that was what the first game was all about to me was just, you know, personal growth and, 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 and just, you know, learning about these characters. But the, the second game is all, it's completely different themes. It's all about the cycle of violence and, and like brutal, bloody revenge right and it, on your decisions from almost back to the first game doing the right thing against a bunch of evil people or has the world corrupted you so much that the choices and decisions and the impact you're having on the world you've become the monster that you you feared so much throughout the throughout the fir- first you know first game which is pretty wild what i find so interesting about the last of us part 2 is that the amount of themes that are present in this game is certainly greater than the first game, in my opinion, um, and more impactful. I mean, you you nailed it. I mean, I, I didn't think it was possible. And even after the credits have now rolled on The Last of Us 2, I don't know how they're going to 
one up this in, in what surely is going to be downloadable content. I don't know, possibly, or or a whole other game. Uh, this this range of storytelling. I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna top this. I I I don't. And it's a good thing. I'm not saying in a bad way, but it was just it was just so good. The most shocking thing when I was playing this is that I, it almost brings me back to say like The Walking Dead, um, where where every character sort of has two sides to them right like there's they're not they're all kind of shades of gray right and i sort of like i went into this game thinking certain characters um i mean it's pretty obvious like uh like joel and and ellie and tommy and all them like uh, i i i love them and i viewed them as the protagonists and and the good people right but playing through this game and especially you know once you you find you like get introduced to the new characters um who are supposed to be the antagonists or the villains of the game. They just show so many different angles and and backstories and perspectives. And like midway through the game, I'm just sort of thinking to myself, who is the good guy? Who is the bad guy? Yeah. Who, oh yeah. Do like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> right. Um, I, I had to, I had to question myself. And the thing is, is that I didn't feel that way on the, with the first game, right? Like when I'm Ellie and I'm Joel and I'm, I have a purpose and I have a mission and I felt like what I was doing was justified. In this game, I started to question everything that I was doing and even questioning the characters themselves, which to me is just a reflection of how layered and how deep this narrative gets. Like, what did you think? Yeah, so I really echo your sentiments on what you're thinking in terms of with the, the the Last of Us, like the first game. And there's not a ton of moral ambiguity in what's happening, right? You're trying to protect Ellie through the horrors, trying to get her her safely, you know, from point A to point B. It's very it's very forward facing. But here with the Last of Us Part Two, that that entire playbook of you know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, and things are straightforward. I think the only clear bad guy here is probably the infected. <laughs> I think I think that's about I think that's the one thing I could say here is that you can wave your finger at them for making all of civilization collapse. But in terms of the complexity of, of the characters that we know and some that we don't, it just really makes you rethink every little thing that you're doing. And there's even points where in the game you're just it just it hurts you to have to contemplate eliminating certain individuals and it's they they just all seem so real and so fleshed out that you almost just want everyone to join hands at the end and find a way to get along (laughs) instead of you know (laughs) continuing to hurt each other um but no i i think only naughty dog could also pull something like this off in terms of the richness richness of the story and the characters because if they didn't flesh out certain characters the way that they had certain conclusions and storylines would have closed with The Last of Us Part Two, And you would have just been like, whoa, wait a second here. This doesn't work for me. I, I still need my pound of flesh because of X, Y, or Z happened. But they just went in and just crafted this meticulous story with a rich world and characters that you don't know, but you get to know so well. And it feels like you've known them for a long time. It's just... It's it's incredible. I don't know. I really do feel in many ways this is this is one of the genre defining games of our time. This is far and away something that 
I would already peg as a game of the year. We're not, we're not, we're not quite at the end of the year. There's still things to see, but I don't know how you can't, you know, you've got to experience this for yourselves at home. But for me, this is uh, right now my game of the year, hands down. Game of the decade, possibly. So definitely for me too. I was originally, well, before playing this game, Neo 2 was my game of the year. Um, and Final Fantasy VII Remake was my second favorite. But yeah, this definitely tops both of them. And you know what? I even have to think now because I like this better than the original Last of Us. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, especially since I've been saying for years now that The Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. So am I going to say that The Last of Us Part Two is my favorite game of, the, of all time now? Oh, man, I have to give it some more thought. But I mean, it it's better than my last game that I thought was the best game of all time. So So maybe it is, right? But, um, but yeah, and you know what I love too? I just, I love that The Last of Us now for two generations has been that swan song for Sony. Um, it's, it's the perfect, like after playing this game now, it's just like, you know, if we still got Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm super excited about, obviously, but, um, it's kind of like if Sony just packed it up now and, and just said, you know, like, you know, PS4 is done, we're, we're moving on. I, my thought would just be like, this is the perfect way to cap off this gen. Oh, absolutely, without without a doubt. I don't I don't know what you're going to really be topping this with, uh, leading up to the launch of the PS5. And quite frankly, after after you know, playing this, witnessing this, I mean, the second Naughty Dog, uh, you know, announces the the teeniest tiniest thing, even if it's a brand new IP, they have my full and undivided attention because walking out of this experience. I think they're my favorite game developer right now too. Like how, how do they do this? They even had many of their writers exit uh, right around like the time of, uh, of Uncharted 4. And then, and then this, this range of storytelling to still come out of like Naughty Dog is just, it's, it's unbelievable to me. It's just the, the narrative, the characters, the story arcs, the themes. Um, even, even as a father, a lot of uh, the journey that, uh, that, that, the characters are presented with um, both both Ellie and Joel. It just makes me reflect reflect back on on my time, you know, with my son. In terms of just as as a father, you're trying to do whatever you can to protect, you know, that you know the, the special person in your life, um, and and just the way that the relationship between Ellie and Joel has continued uh, to be built through a range of different storytelling techniques is just, it was mind blowing. You would have high octane action, beautifully bookmarked with these scenes that slowed things down and told a deeper st story around all, all the characters. And, you know, quite frankly, you'd get emotional watching these because it was just such innocent moments in chaos. And then you'd get, you know, pulled back into, you know, high octane, high adrenaline survival mode. But the way that it's bookended, it makes you think, okay, what am I fighting for in this game? Well, you care about this person or that person cares deeply for, for someone else. So you're still fighting for, for them, right? Because otherwise, you know, with a lot of other games, it's just, just this endless cycle of, of murder. But this is just more about trying to survive, you know, in, a, in an ultra cruel world. So one thing that I wanted to ask you about um, is when I was playing the game, one of the things that really stood out for me was... Not only are, are the main characters and all the supporting characters really fleshed out, 
But even beyond that, like the world itself is almost like a character and, and the NPCs have personalities, right? And I wanted to just get your thoughts on this. Like, no, and the game does a fantastic job of building these layers of, of telling a story and creating a world where you do feel like you're not just being lobbed a softball in terms of, hey, here's this character. You've got to get, get rid of them just to get to the next point. It's not like that. You very much feel like you're, you are a speck of sand in this gigantic world of a game and you know all your decisions they have an impact yes but at the same time there's a living breathing world going on around you when it comes down to the wolves and the seraphites or the scars and the infected all three of these uh different sort of groups or fat well i wouldn't call the infected a faction but the factions of the wolves and the seraphites they play off each other so well and there's this rich backstory the motivations of each of these groups um, you start to learn a little bit more about the leadership behind these groups. And it, it, it really creates this unbelievably rich world where you do believe now it's like, oh my goodness, if, if I'm fighting against someone here, I'm impacting not just that single character, but a, a deeper community. Yeah, it's just such a raw experience. Um, I've, I've never played anything like this before. Yeah, and what really surprised me as well is that even the animals in the game have names, right? So the, the the wolves, they have dogs, and oftentimes the dogs have names, and you can actually tell who the owner of the dog is because if you're in a, a battlefield, there might be six or seven wolves, but the dog will follow the master, which is what I thought was super cool. The, the dogs, though, too, added this new layer of, of worry and um, paranoia because the dogs, the way that they can track you now, too, like usually with The Last of Us, you could just kind of hang back and find an area where you could hide from an enemy and then they're going to pop by. But the dogs, they actively hunt you. And then once they find you, they all, they, they, they charge you like the infected do. So the last of us gave you a little bit more of a safety blanket where the last of us too, you just constantly feel hunted by so many different factions. Yeah. And I love too the combat was just phenomenal in this game. Um, I love that they added a lot of new stealth elements, right? I love that you can go prone you can you can hide in the tall grass. There were so many tense moments where I noticed actually if I move around, then the dog can smell my scent. But if I just sort of stay low and don't move, then my scent is not spread around as far and the dog has a harder time tracking me. So there were so many times where I'm like, I'm hiding behind a barrel and in tall grass and there's like, you know, two wolves and a dog right near me. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, just like you know don't find me please don't don't see me i i have these moments sometimes too and i always catch myself and i'm like what are you doing you know when you're playing a game and then you start to physically make your body move to look around a corner <laughs> I, I yeah. was doing that in this game and like it's a game has to really capture me to do that but yeah there's points where an enemy or you know the infected would be super close i would hold my breath and i wouldn't know why i was doing it but that's how pulled in I was because I would just be like holding my breath or being like please don't find me I don't want to engage with you I don't want to hurt you I just need to you know move on with my journey here so I would just be like clenching the controller just like kind of peeking around leave me alone you know sometimes you get pulled into combat that you didn't want to get pulled into that 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 real raw feeling of you know you're on the run you're just trying to survive 
it, it comes out here in spades. Like this game is a combination of 28 days later, the road, and, and as you said before, alluding to The Walking Dead. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Way better storytelling. Way better storytelling, in my opinion, than The Walking Dead. But you, you definitely get those vibes of, of getting hunted. Yeah, and just, you know, from a graphic perspective, it, it's it's certainly one of the best that I've ever seen, if not the best that I've seen. Like, you know, um, Jackson is um, like a snowy, sort of like rustic country town. Um, and then you get into Seattle and, and, and Seattle is, uh, geez, I mean, it's, it's enormous. What was actually a little surprising is the first day that you go in, in Seattle, it, it, there's like this sort of mini open world that you go to as well. And there's actually side missions and all that. So, um, it's certainly a lot larger than what we're used to. Like the original last of us was, was definitely a lot more linear. This one has beautiful wide open vistas and, and just everything, everything looks immaculate. Zipping around in a, zipping around in a, in a boat now. In a boat like, that was and, a, and a horse. Thing. Yeah, everything just looks amazing, um, and yeah, you, you get to explore a lot of different areas in Seattle, right? I mean, there is the, uh, I guess, like some of the highlights was the the hospital. Uh, we won't get into like any the story beats, but you, you, there's just like really tense moment in the hospital, the aquarium. Like, oh man, like that the aquarium still gives me trauma thinking about. In terms of yeah, the environments everywhere you go is is absolutely stunning, and just the way that nature has overtaken different parts of Seattle, like how the, the grass is so much taller. Uh, you know, you eventually get to zip around, as I was saying before, in in boats. In that, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely stunning, and it really makes you want to explore more of the world and and figure out what happened to various you know characters and people, even people that don't play a major role in, in the story. Sometimes you'll be exploring a building and you might find someone who didn't quite make it out alive and you pick something up and read their backstory. And it's, it's just so deep. Just every little nook and cranny of Naughty Dog's world here is just packed with, with a story to tell. Yeah. I was going to say like, yeah, the, the notes were really fun to read to get all the backstories and like even the little subtle details, like um, in most games, if you're going to upgrade your weapons, you just sort of like you cash in a, a currency and then your weapon gets automatically upgraded. But man, this one was great because, you know, Ellie would put down, let's say if she had her hunting rifle and you want to attach a scope to it, she'd set it down on the table. She would like get her screwdriver out and like, quick, 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 quick. Like, like she would she would she would screwdrive it in and i was addicted to those animations when she would just drop all of her, her equipment or like crossbow or whatever pistol she was using and and yeah just completely decay it and work on it and what's really cool is that when you upgraded something you would visually see that on your weapon i know that that was detailed by naughty dog in the state of play but man it, it looks so cool um, as you progress to have things continually upgraded. And like I said, those animations when you first hit a workbench and the, the, the weapon or whatever you're using is completely de-kitted, it's just, it's just unbelievable to watch. The, your silencer, and I know it was the same thing for the first game, but your silencer, if you look really closely at the detail of it on the edge of the pistol, it's actually like a Coca-Cola pop bottle. Um, one of the plastic ones cut back. So they just went to, they just took every little tiny detail. Like again, post pandemic world, how are you going to all of a sudden have a silencer for your weapon, right? It's, you'd have to improvise and every little thing is, is just taken with such care and detail to not pull you out of the world and be like, oh, well, that's totally unrealistic. It, it's, it's not at all. There's just so much care and thought put into every 
element of the world. It's just somewhere you that, although it's a scary place, you want to explore every edge of it. One of the things that stood out for me too is when I first met the Seraphites and started to fight them. Um, so the Seraphites are those uh, religious fanatics that you face. And what they do is they do whistling, right? And and they, so if you, if, if they spot you, they do a certain type of whistle. If you kill someone, they do a certain type of whistle. And I, at, at first I didn't really know what was happening. I just heard a bunch of whistling and then I'm like, wait a minute that's how they communicate i guess yeah yeah when they're in, co in in combat situations and it's 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 extremely eerie but the fact you're right that they kind of developed a language through the whistling it just pulls you further into the world but you know you're in for a fight or or something's up when you start to hear those whistles it's like this it's like a, a little eerie alarm that you're 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 about to get picked apart by an enemy i found that very early on you're you're fighting the wolves who are the exact opposite. They have repurposed large military weaponry from the previous military that was there. It's now totally all gone, obviously. They're more of a go loud, punch you down. They've got the, you know, big brawny, uh, big brawny, scary folks with, with giant machine guns that are going to come after you. But yeah, the, the Seraphites are even, I would say, scarier because you don't see them coming. And their, their whole idea is to just sort of move within the environment and slowly hunt you down like in the shadows which is way more terrifying in my opinion yeah and i was gonna say like the uh one of the things that really stood out for me as well is the dodge mechanic so you can hit the uh the l1 button to do a dodge and like we saw that in the last trailer that they showed for state of play but when you actually play that and and you know a, someone will run at you with a, a hatchet and then you can sort of like you know, dodge to the left, and then they attack you again. You dodge to the right, and all you're all you're really doing is just hitting your dodge button. But the animations are all different, right? It's almost like this, like this dancing, right? Yeah, and I find that the animations towards the end of the fight, Naughty Dog even took your character and makes them progressively look more tired. Like you're not just like throwing endless punches. Like you're getting more and more tired. Your character is getting, you, you can see it in their face. You can see it in their clothing and, and just their overall body language. Like they're getting tired in this fight. Where other games, I just feel characters are, are robotic. But in The Last of Us Part Two, you see that. You see the raw emotion on the, the, the attacker's face, on, on your, your character's face. And you just start to get broken down as the fight goes on. It's just those little touches where you're just like, holy cow like what, what am i playing here this is like a, a film and a novel and and an incredible video game all rolled into one well and what was so interesting too about the dodge mechanic is that the camera angle would also revolve around your character like give you like really like cool vantage points when you're when you're doing it so i mean like even when i was facing just a random enemy that that in any other game you would just take out and never think about it again and this one, it's almost like a cinematic battle, right? Like I would be like yeah, yeah. dodging and then I, I'd, I'd rush in. And the camera, the camera angle drops lower. Yeah. Like it, even like the camera itself, like if there's scenes where you're, you're fighting in the rain or there's water around you and it would splash up against the lens. Like it's just everything about every scene, whatever Naughty Dog could do besides maybe walking in and splashing you with a bucket of water like literally into your house. <laughs> they did everything that they could to draw you into that scenario or that situation. And and that's what I appreciate about this developer, you know, with everything that from them I've ever played, but especially 
The Last of Us Part Two. They just doubled down on all of these elements, and it turned out so damn well. And I, I just, I was just even when I finished the game, I was physically, I just felt physically exhausted because it was just this emotional journey I felt I was on along with all of the characters. So <laughs> I don't know if you felt the same way. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't I can't really get into you know any, any specifics, but. I just, I was definitely exhausted. I was definitely thinking a lot. I'm still thinking about specific elements that really stand out for me. But I think one of the biggest things for me that that really struck me at the end is that there are certain characters that, I guess they come off as being villains. Um, and But by the end, you just sort of, you, you know them a little bit more and a little bit deeper so that maybe they're not villains maybe maybe everyone is is a little bad in this game right and so and i was thinking too that you know some people that uh some characters that i loathe that i i just wanted ellie to just take out and and just destroy because they're awful people by the end of the game i'm like i wouldn't mind playing a full game with that character <laughs> right like yeah you learn more about their motivations and then you realize hey wait yeah. a second maybe we're not so different after all like that was and that 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 can only be achieved through a mature creative voice like naughty dogs if anyone else i think slapped together this story and didn't commit to taking the powerful risks and i mean there's some risks that that naughty dog took here with a beloved franchise it would all fall apart, but they, they somehow straddled the line. And when I reached the end of the game and the credits were rolling, and again, zero spoilers here, I just sat there for a moment. And with, with the review crunch of the game, I loved every second of it too, but the review cr crunch of the game, we wanted to make sure that we both had played it in a timely manner to be able to share everything with everyone. Um, but also at the same time, you get to a certain point in the game and you're just like, okay, 10 more minutes. And then two hours passes. And then, you know, four hours. I beat the game and it was about 5 a.m. And the impact of the ending hit me so hard. I just, I realized the sun was coming up. So I just went, I went uh, outside. I just sat on the back of my deck. I thought about the game and I just watched the sun rise and I was just, man. So when I first started this game, my connection to Ellie and my connection to Joel was sky high, right? I love those characters. I love the first game. By the end of The Last of Us Part Two, I felt that same degree of feeling towards some of the new characters, right? And that, and that is like absolutely a credit to, you know, the actors, the, you know, Naughty Dog um, storytelling, right? I mean, any, anything from, from, you know, Neil Druckmann's writing to troy baker's acting um ashley johnson did a phenomenal job as ellie and laura bailey as abby like they just did such an amazing job um and 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 yeah like i said i mean like there's i i, I feel so connected to a lot of these new characters and if you know uh, hopefully there's gonna be a last of us part three i guess we'll have to wait and see but if that does end up happening, like I would be totally fine if they ran with some of these new characters, even had them as the protagonist. Like that's how much I like these new characters. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in total agreement. I don't want to go into too much spoilery uh, territory, but uh, these new characters and the backstory that's told with them, it's absolutely incredible. And yeah, I I echo your sentiment of if there's a DL DLC or a fully fleshed 
Last of Us 3 um, that, that continues the journey of some of these characters, both new and old. Oh, I'm, I'm there day one, absolutely. But again, I think we should shift focus back to uh, just, just uh, the task at hand of trying to rate a masterpiece. Um, very little I can find wrong with the title. It was, ex it was a long, fantastic journey. Um, the story beats were all there and done in such a way that I can't recall a single game in the past that's done this. Graphics were on point. I was even saying to Paul before we did the actual podcast, I spent so much time in the photo mode. It probably added about five hours to my playthrough. I would say, I would say my playthrough weighed in about 25 hours. Paul, where were you at with your final playthrough in terms of timing? So I think I was at somewhere around like 27 hours. Um, I, my, my actual timer was a little bit longer than that, but I just sort of like, sometimes I'd take a pause and, and go get some food or get a drink, which added to my time. Um, so I would say probably about 27 hours of, of actual playing. Replayability, you could go back to and continue to explore. Um, I just, I'm just going back with my final thoughts in my head here in terms of coming to a, a conclusion for, for a score. I just think based on what I've seen through storytelling graphics, um, just the incredible storytelling around new characters, old characters. I call this the game of the decade. I'm going to stick by that. I'm giving this a perfect 10 out of 10. Would play it again. And don't let the leakers spoil this for you. You must play this. Anything that is out there right now, I'm not going to confirm or deny it here, but you would rob yourself of one of the best games to play this generation, if not one of the best games ever created. 10 out of 10. Don't let anything spoil this for you. Go out, grab it day one, play it. Loved it. Bravo, Naughty Dog. Bravo. Wow, 10 out of 10. That's, a, that's <laughs> as good as it gets. So, oh man. It's, that's, the, that's the way I think I, you, you got to sum up this game, though. It's as good as it gets. I think, I think the only person that's going to probably be able to one-up in the future is probably going to be Naughty Dog again. But, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong and surprised. But People play Naughty Dog games for the story, first and foremost. And from that perspective, it is light years beyond anything that I can think of that I've played in the last 10, 15 years, maybe of all time. I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, Mass Effect, Bioshock, Metal Gear, they all had great stories. The the original Last of Us had great stories. Um, this one's better. It's very clear. You know, some of those other games I mentioned had, you know, somewhat confusing narratives. This one is is, like very easy to understand cut and dry um it's shocking it's the the risk that naughty dog took is light years beyond any other game i've i've played i mean i i, I just i cannot even believe that they did half the things that they did in this game definitely the best i've seen graphically i mean i i can't ask for anything more i can't even believe this game runs on a base ps4 i mean it i i was playing on ps4 pro and it sounded like my air conditioning machine was on because it was pushing the, the console to the limit um, graphically. So graphically, it's for sure 10 out of 10. Um, gameplay, I mean, they they added so many elements with stealth and the dogs and the, the different ways that the different factions uh, attack and, and formulate strategies. And, and so, I mean, like, yeah, combat. Tra travel travel now too, right? Like on the boats, travel. able to swim. Yeah. The, it, the 
on horseback. Like one thing too that I want to mention is that the cutscenes, the quality of those cutscenes, just phenomenal. The and they were so seamlessly integrated. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not playing," or "Oh, wait a second, this is this is now happening." Like I was just like, "Oh, it just it just continued." That's how rich the graphics were. It's just like you didn't realize where the cutscene began, unless it was a hard cut to a character's face. Like many times, the camera would just pan over my shoulder, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay." I I, I thought I was still playing. Like it's just graphics and the way that the story's told cinematically was just yeah unbelievable well and the thing is too is there's no uncanny valley as well right like everybody looks real in the cutscenes. they're they're like it, just the smallest things the way that their eyes move the, the way they blink the the sweat beating off their face like the it, it looks real these are real characters as far as i'm, I'm concerned like it's just phenomenal the quality um, so yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing I could complain about. I got stuck in a door once, um, and, and I had to restart a checkpoint. So I had one glitch in, in 27 hours of playing, but even that is the most minor thing, um, like, you know, to complain about. So for me, I'm going to, I agree with you. I think it's a 10 out of 10. I think that there is, it, it's my game of the year. It's, I mean, it's probably between this and, and god of war for game of the gen but i think this is even better in my opinion so probably it's game of the gen for me too which is crazy i can't believe oh man i i i was hoping that this would be the case i was hoping praying wishing like come on naughty dog you can do it you can do it just like last of us part one right and they did it sony and naughty dog they always save at the end of the gen the best for last of us on that note you've got to get this game day one you must experience it. Don't let any of the nonsense out there pull you away from this experience. Get this game. Play this game. Let us know what you think, please. I'm Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and Next Gen Player, one word. We are always down to play. Yeah.